going on, everybody? This is your boy, Mr. Wale Kareem, a.k.a. Mr. Blessed and Unstoppable. Check it out. Today, I am excited, man. I, I decided to to give you guys um, some, some information that has been truly, like, blessed, has truly blessed me in my life at, at various uh, points in my life. Usually... Most of the time it was to pick me up, but sometimes it was to it was to ground me as well, you know, in a good way. So today I want to talk to you guys. I'm going to go ahead and present to you all um, like a chronicle. And um, this particular chronicle is how God speaks to you through others. And I decided to speak about this because, man... I was speaking to a friend who who was going through a real bad uh, relationship, a real bad breakup. I mean, and uh, my, my my buddy really needed some 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 just comforting, you know. And love is a a, a very very man. It's an emotional uh, venture, you know. And when you lose the one that you love. In a way, not, not you know, like, I'm not talking about in passing. I'm talking about losing them, you know, either because they got fed up or um, they just moved on. You know, that that's in a very emotional state for, for everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care how strong you think you are. Um, none of that. Um, by the way, I got to give a shout out to the podcast that I'm doing simultaneously with my YouTube channel. So this is the Free Will Project podcast and also the Free Will Project uh, YouTube channel. So if you guys are interested in uh, either listening to it audibly or just seeing me uh, do the podcast, either one is fine, all right? So just wanted to put that out there. But as I'm doing this, um, as I was... Speaking to my buddy, I just wanted to say that, man, it really, you know, um, it really bothered me, you know, to to hear him in this particular uh, position. And immediately when I was talking to him, and, and he was there, he was my best man at my wedding. So the entire time, every time we talk, he always tells me how blessed I am, which I know for certain I'm blessed and I'm I'm saying that to say that I'm not, you know, I don't take that lightly at all. So yes, I'm I, I know I'm blessed and I and I thank the most high. I thank God for that as well. Um uh, but we were talking and basically he said to me, um, man, I, I you know, I always I, I remember the day you guys got married. We're going on our fourteenth year, and he said, Man, I, I wish I could have that. And immediately when he said that this is where the conversation turns to the topic, how God speaks to you through others. So I was speaking to an uh, an older woman. I will say probably about 70, 70, maybe 73, 74. And I was out and about and I passed by her and her husband. And I just told them, you know, how, how lovely they looked you know, together. And, you know, 
just for that moment, she stopped me and, and just began to talk, you know, and she said that they had been together for like, uh, maybe like 42 years or something like that. And I was just like, wow, you know, that's amazing. And I was at this particular time, I, I might have been maybe uh, maybe four years into my marriage. And I said, man, I have a long way to go. And I hope to be able to to reach those numbers. You know, those are my intentions. And the woman says something to me that was so powerful and so profound that it, it stuck with me. And I needed to hear what she said. And I know that this, you guys have to listen to people, you know, especially your elders. Listen to them because, man, the wisdom of experience is upon them. So the woman said to me, she said, you know, um, no, no, this is what I said. I said, how did you do it? How did you guys, it's such a blessing to hear, you know, of, of relationships lasting that long. And man, that's something you don't hear about at all in today's day and age. How did you guys do it? And the woman said to me, she said, let me tell you something. She said, you know, 42 years is a long time to be with somebody. She said, I love my husband dearly. She said, I really do. I love him. She said, but you need to understand this. 42 years has not been all hunky-dory. It has not been all uh, peaches and cream. It has not just been rose petals. She was like, man, a lot of things happened in this 42 or 43 year period. A lot of things. You know, she said, but in the end, you have to make the decision to to stick it out. She said, and when it's all said and done, we chose to be with one another. And I said, well, you know, when I when I think about it, I said, man, I, I do believe that we give up in today's day and age. I believe we give up too often on, on love, on marriage, because we believe that there is a perfect person out there and that once you pick that per perfect person, that perfect person can do no wrong. But from speaking to her in my earlier years of marriage, what she said to me blessed my marriage so much because, man, I did not know what was coming up the road in my life um, in regards to my marriage to my wife. So. When I heard her say, man, there was arguments, there were fights, there was uh, infidelity, you know, things of that nature. And and you have to choose whether or not you want to be with this person. Is this person worth your time? You know, um, who does not argue with their mate? Who doesn't argue with their mate? All of us do. You know, who doesn't? You know what I mean? Uh, who's not tempted? Every last one of us attempted this. It's according to your, according to your, your, I guess, your inner self of who you are, your level of commitment, your, what you grew up around, you know, to be able to, to see through, you know, whether or not this person, do you love this person enough to not cheat on them? That's the question, right? So when it was all said and done, Listening to her and, and understanding that 42 years was not 42 years of bliss. It was 42 years of, of realistic love. And that blessed me so much because we all hold 
one another on in such a high regards that the moment you make a mistake, you're ready to just flip out and just leave. Well, I needed to hear that because at that particular time, me and my wife had just had, we had three children from previous marriages. Um, I had one, she had two, and we had just had our first child together. So we were bringing children into this marriage and listening to what the 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 um, beautiful older woman had said really blessed me because it made me look from a different perspective of I have to have the right mindset because it's not just about me anymore. It's about me and my family, not just about that new uh, child that we brought into this marriage, but also the effects of the blended family that we now have. Those children are dependent on me, even though they have a different uh, father and my my daughter had a different uh, mother. They are dependent on us to show them a structure of 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 normalness and not continuously just doing what we wanted to do out of our emotions and out of our feelings. And that's what I got from the older lady. Get out of your emotions. Don't sit here and allow life to tell you who you should be with and who you should not be with. So many of us have, have done breakups over dumb stuff. I mean, just dumb. And you you regret it. And you allowed that person to leave and to be loved by somebody else, somebody who who deserved that person a little bit more than you because of your immaturity. So if you are out here bickering about stupid stuff, you have to ask yourself, is this going to matter two years from now? Is this going to matter six months from now? This argument, this breakup, was the breakup worth it? Five years from now, 20 years from now, when you're when maybe you're not with the person that you want to be with, or maybe you're by yourself and you said to yourself, man, so-and-so wasn't that bad. I know that I have a jewel in my wife. I know that she is the she is the the apple of my eye, and no, we do not always see eye to eye, but I trust my wife. I trust my wife. And no, we have not had a perfect run. We have not had a perfect run by far. But we we are continuously there for one another. Despite anything that life tries to throw at us, we are there for one another. And that's how you have to look at it. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this, this one simple little trick, and I'm going to let you guys go. I look at marriage as like, uh, siblings, and and I know that's a horrible uh, <laughs> a horrible analogy, but but hear me out, all right? I look at marriage as siblings because no matter how much I fight with my brothers and my sisters, no matter how much we we argue, they will always be my brothers and sisters. There's nothing I can do to not be attached to them, and most of the time, ninety ninety nine percent of the time. Despite the biggest argument or the biggest fight, guess what? You love them anyway. And that's how I view my marriage. Like, I just, I love my wife. And that's the the approach that I took it. Like, man, if I really love this person the way I say I love my brother and my sister, and and she loves me in return, then we can endure. We can love each other. 
and make this work. Truly make this work, no matter what. If we are serious and committed to one another, there should not be an argument that sends us our separate ways. I argue with my brother and my sister all the time. I have multiple brothers and sisters, but these two in particular, I argue with them and we get over it. We have our differences and we come back and we love each other. And that's how marriage should be. If, if your marriage is, is real, if your marriage is worth it and you married the right person, then you guys should be able to come together after an argument. It may take you a, I would hope that it didn't take you more than a day, but in the event that it did, if it takes you more than a day to get it over with, then I, I ask and I really believe that you should be forgiven because the fact of the matter is, is this argument going to be relevant 10 years from now, 20 years from now? That's the question. So I hope that you guys got that. The most high God spoke to me to tell me that my years ahead are not going to be peaches and cream every single day. I get like six days of that. You know what I mean? I get six days out of seven. So sometimes I get seven out of seven. Sometimes I get five out of two. You know what I mean? But the point of me saying that is I get more good than bad. And I love my journey with my wife despite. So I really hope that I was able to bless somebody with this information. You guys, please do me a huge favor, man. Like and share my video. And my podcast, I, I'm doing a chronicle on how God speaks to me, but I'm hoping that I'm speaking to you in the same format. Peace and blessings, everybody. Have a great day. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Mr. Wally Kareem, a.k.a. Mr. Blessed and Unstoppable. I am doing uh, actually a live podcast and also my YouTube uh, channel as well. The Free Will Project presents on uh, YouTube and the Free Will Project podcast on Anchor. FM, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I'll leave the information in, in the description. I'm doing a part two on how God speaks to you through others' chronicles on my podcast. And unfortunately, my, my voice was not heard. My uh, sound was muted on my YouTube channel. So this is actually going to be the first chronicle on, on my actual YouTube channel. So if you guys want to uh, you know, chime in on the uh, YouTube, leave a comment, man, I, I would greatly appreciate it, okay, you guys, so, um, I just want to talk to you guys about how things happen in life that sometimes you may feel led to do certain things, there may be some type of, uh, like push you may feel pushed in a certain direction and 
oftentimes it may be it may come through a stranger, it may come through a family member, but it really like is is powerful when you're talking to somebody who does who doesn't know your situation at all. And it's like they just come to you and and bring you insight. Sometimes it's needed, sometimes it's not. You know, sometimes uh, you 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 wanted somebody to speak into your situation. Other times, it's just a blessing. It just comes out of nowhere. So, I, I want to give another example of how God spoke to me through somebody, and and how it truly blessed me. This is what this chronicles is going to be all about. It's going to be just understanding people that you don't know everything and that you need to listen. You need to listen. I've, I've received valuable advice, life-changing advice from homeless people, from drug addicts, from... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. I won't, I won't turn you away because of how you look. Even a crazy per- person has some sanity within the conversation, I promise you. I've, I've witnessed that as well. No... No exaggeration, period. Um, maybe I'll, I'll share those stories as well. But today, I want to talk to you guys about another powerful example of someone speaking. I'm sorry, God speaking through this person that changed my life. So, this is what happened. I was. Um, I was coming from a, a, a very rough spot in my life and understanding that life is full of, you know, uh, new beginnings and, and endings. Some of us, we, we leave all these doors open. You just keep going through life, opening doors without closing them or reading books without finishing them. You know what I mean? So I was at this point in my life where I, I could not be that person anymore. I could not be the person who was not finishing my books. So I had made a promise to myself that I would start to, you know, finish everything that I was starting. And at this particular time, I was in a very bad place. I was unlike myself at all. I barely knew who I was. I was so far, sorry about that. I was so far gone that I did not really know who I was. Now, the crazy part about this is, was that the only thing that I did know was that I was ready for my wife. I was ready to settle down. I was tired of living this crazy, hectic life life that I was living. If any of you guys can relate to that, man, just on YouTube, man, hit, hit, the, hit the like button. You know, um, make comments. Put some comments down there, man. Subscribe to the channel as well, but check this out. So, I was so desperate, not desperate, but just so ready, you know what I mean, to um, get with somebody who was just for me, my personal, uh, my, my, my best friend, my lover, somebody who I could confide in, somebody who I could be myself with. I didn't have to be anything other than me. In front of this person and I was so serious about it because the lifestyle I was leaving behind was 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 crazy it was crazy I 
multiple, you know, partners and things of that nature. Uh, really no real girlfriend because I had, I knew that they weren't the one. And I'm not the type of person to sit back and to claim something I don't want. So I just had a lot of friends, you know what I mean? But here's the bottom line. The bottom line was when I got sick and tired of it, which I, I, I did, I got sick and tired of it. And I said to myself, God, what do I have to do to get my wife? Uh, marriage was not a big thing in my family. Uh, the majority of my family members, like 90% of my family members are, are either not married, never been married, or they, they're divorced. I think at that time, the only person that was married in my family was my was my mom, my, my, my dad, and my stepmom. And they've been together like, man, like 37, 38 years. So I did have a beacon of hope. You know what I'm saying? But I'll never forget this, you guys. I was in church and, man, I was fasting and, and really believing that, that God was going to send me my, my queen, you know. And here's this is where it gets very, very interesting. A lot of times, you guys, this is my message to you. A lot of times when you're waiting on something, when you're waiting on something great to happen, you'll find out, you'll start to notice how this individual will actually really and truly be the first thing that come that comes to you will not be the real thing. It will be the it'll be the distraction, it'll be the decoy, it'll be whatever it is you want to call it. But in most cases, when you are expecting something big, the first thing is going to be it's going to be the, the decoy. And if you are just ready to to just jump on the first thing without praying, without asking, is this it? then you will walk away with something that you that you don't even want. You don't know you don't want it yet, but you won't even but you don't want it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. If if you've never heard that before, I I I'm, I just blessed you with a, a a mighty mighty secret people. I'm telling you, I've seen it over and over and over in my life from jobs to relationships to opportunities. Keep your eyes open because a lot of times, especially when it comes to relationships, I don't know if you ever noticed this, but you'll be single forever. As soon as you get somebody, everybody else wants you. If you've ever noticed that, that's one of those examples about the decoy, okay? Um, not saying that that person that you guys is a decoy, but it's just the, the fakeness of life of people who now that somebody wants you, everybody wants you. You know what I'm saying? But when you was wanting people nobody wanted you so let me let me move on with this story because i've already wasted uh some time check this out this is what i want to share with you guys so i was in church having i was at a very very rough uh period in my life and i was dating this woman who i wasn't into dating and i'm gonna tell you why because i i just wanted my wife and this person really wanted to be with me so much so that, that she started saying that she, you know, she was ready to get married and 
She played the whole game. She played the whole game to the fullest. She did the church thing. She did everything. And at that particular time, I didn't really feel it, to be honest with you. I didn't feel that she was the one, but because she was sounding like the one, she was acting like the one, I, I, I started to say, okay, there's a possibility, but I still did not feel that she was the one. I just didn't. And, but neither did I with my actual wife either. So let me just make that clear. Um, so what happened was I was in church, right? And this guy was preaching and he wasn't even from the country. He was from a different country the whole time. And he gave this story, man, that I can't, I'm, I'm so excited to share with you guys, you know, because this is going to bless somebody. It's going to bless somebody's socks off. I promise you. Check this out. So this is what happened. The guy said, there was a story about a, an African, uh, actually, that's, that's, that's irrelevant. There was a man, all right? There was a man who loved his daughter so much that he came to his daughter and he told her, he said, man, because I love you so much, I want you to have this. And he pulled from his pocket uh, a, a diamond uh, a diamond uh, necklace, right? Or just a beautiful necklace. I'm, let's not get into specifics. A beautiful necklace. Um, the the young lady was so in love with the with the jewelry that she thanked her dad. She hugged him. She she you know told him how much she loved him and how much she loved the the jewelry, right? So a few days later, the dad came back and he said. He said, you know, um, I see that you wear the jewelry, you know, all the time. And she was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I just love it. Thank you so much. And again, you know, she showed uh, appreciation for it, right? So the dad came to her and said, you know what? Um, I know that you love that, that jewelry, but I need you to give me that jewelry back. And the young lady started, you know, looking at her dad like, what are you talking about want the jewelry back what does that mean you know and he was like look I need the jewelry back you know and she was like dad I'm sorry I can't do that so the dad was like okay you know he was hurt because he, he's like man I thought you said you love me you know so he turns around and he comes like you know a few days later he comes back to her he asks the daughter again you know um, man um, I'm, I'm here because I, I really need that jewelry if at all if you love me you love me. Now I'm gonna, you know, give you guys a short version of it. If you love me, I would love for you to give me the jewelry. I I want to know that you love me more than you love the jewelry. So the girl looked at her dad and she said, "Dad, you know I love you. You know I love you with all of my heart. But Dad, no, I cannot give you this jewelry." And the, and the dad was like, "So you're telling me that?" you love the jewelry more than you love me, right? The young lady said, no, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you that I love you, but I love the jewelry also, and you gave it to me, so, you know, it is what it is, right? So the next day, he come in, and this time, you know, he was just like, this is my last time asking you. 
I really need to know that you love me. Now it's personal, you know. Now it's really, really personal. And he said, "Man, if you love me, then you'll let the you you give me the diamonds back, and I, in turn, will know that you love me as you say you do." So the daughter looks at dad. Now she's crying, tears streaming down her face. She's like, "Dad, you know I love you." You know I love you, but you gave me these. Why would you give it to me if you want to take it back? And the dad was like, very well. So he gets up. He walks out the room. He's heartbroken. She's she's sad. She's at the point to where now she's crying. And she right when he you know is closing her door, she yells out. She says, Dad, here. Here's, here's the jewelry. I don't know why you need it, but I know that you don't think that I love you. So because I have to show you that I love you. Here, take them. This is what you want. Take the jewelry. In response to him taking the jewelry, she gives her dad a hug. He's elated to be receiving this jewelry. And as she's sitting there and she's crying and like, man, I don't, you know, like without understanding, like, man, why would you give me this without me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought you gave this to me, so why would you want it back? He took from a from his other pocket the exact same jewelry, but it was real and it was even more beautiful than the other jewelry. And he gave it to her, and she just went crazy, right? And the moral of that story was, there are times in our lives when we have something in our possession, and we think it's the real thing, but it's not. The real thing is on the other side of the sacrifice of letting it go. And it was so crazy because this guy who was, who was telling this story in front of the church I promise you, he winked his eye at me. And at that particular time, I was really going through some things. And it was definitely relationship related. And when he told, when he when he gave that story, I felt it. Like I felt it as if I knew without a, a doubt that that message was for me. And once he winked his eye at me, I really knew, like, man, I knew what I had to do. So I went home. And immediately, I, I broke it off with the young lady who I, I knew really wasn't supposed to be in my life, even though it, it, it seemed like everything fit. I went home immediately, and I told her, you know, she we was already kind of like on the rocks with it, and she, you know, she was like, well, what do you want to do? And I told her, I said, look, I'm fine with it. You know, let's let's just go ahead and go our separate ways. And we did that. No lie, you guys. No lie. This is a true story. I met my wife not even two weeks later. Two weeks later, I, I met my wife. And I promise you, I knew that he was telling me. And it, here's the crazy part, you guys. I had nobody else lined up. I, I don't I don't operate like that. I'm a I'm a, a one-woman man. I don't play uh, the cheating games, I, I, at the time I was like in my 
late 20s. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I was mature. I knew what I wanted. And when you know what you want, then you don't you don't play when you know what you want because you're messing up what you want, right? So I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, check it out. At the end of the day, I need to have my wife, the real deal. So there was no point in me playing and, and cheating and things of that nature. So the, the point that I'm making is there was nobody else lined up. Nobody. Me releasing her was totally believing that I was letting go of something that I didn't need and, and, and God did not want me to have. Immediately after letting her go, I met my wife two weeks later. And I knew of my wife, but I, I did not know her. What I mean by that is we attended the same church and we uh, I think over a little over a year, but we never said hi to each other. We never, like, I mean, we said hi to each other, but that was it. When I tell you that was it, it was a strictly, hey, how you doing situation. It wasn't no long out. I went to the to the club or, uh, you know, I, I, man, this past weekend I went shopping. It wasn't that type of situation. It was a strictly high by situation. I was so intense about finding my wife that I did not want anybody to have the wrong impression of who I was and what I was on. So, what happened was, it was a, a situation that took place that allowed us to hang out with, with a couple from church. And that was like our official date on Mother's Day. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget, we took this picture, you guys. And this picture was me and my future wife. This was our first date. This was our first time kicking it. And when I saw that picture, I knew she was the one. I knew, I said, this is that picture that's going to hang in our children's homes and our grandchildren's homes because it, it just gave that look of the matriarch and the patriarch. You know, that, that, that one picture that everybody has, and that was that picture for us. And I knew she was the one right then and there. But I didn't say anything. And my wife told me two weeks after we started dating, which the majority, because we lived in two different states, the majority of that conversation was, I mean, the, the majority of our phone call was over the phone. And I just said the majority of my phone Forgive me, y'all. The majority of our relationship was over the phone starting out, okay? And with that being said, I am silly sometimes, man. And with that being said, what took place in our life was she would tell me, I know you think I'm crazy, but I'm, I'm going to be your wife. This is two weeks into our relationship. And TikTok goes the clock to make a long story short. We wound up getting married six months after we got together. Six months from not knowing each other at all from, from day from day one to six months later, us getting married to this year will be our 14th year together. We have three children together. We have six children total, three children together. And I will never forget that person speaking to me telling me sorry about that telling me 
to let go of what I had because something greater was coming. This, you guys, is how God speaks to you. Open your eyes. Open your ears. Listen. Don't listen to people who who are telling you what you want to hear. Listen to something that, that is giving you a higher... It's got to be a higher power, a higher source. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can't run around. I know people who run around and they they ask five people the same question. And whoever favors what they want, they go with that. And they won't stop until they find people who want what they want. So how is that beneficial to your... To, to, to what it is that you want. You know what I mean? Or or truly need in your life is what I'm trying to say. As for that person who I had prior to my wife, that person had money. That person had, had it going on. So part of me wanted that. But in my heart and in my spirit, I knew that that person wasn't for me. And things that began to show themselves to me to let me know that she definitely was not for me. Then lo and behold, boom, just like that. We go our separate ways, you know what I'm saying? And two weeks later, I found my wife. So I hope this blessed somebody. You guys, you guys are awesome. This is your boy. This is Mr. Wally Kareem, AKA Mr. Blessed and Unstoppable. And thank you guys so much for watching and listening to the Free Will Project podcast and my Free Will Project YouTube channel. You guys are great. You guys are awesome, man. Talk to you guys later. Peace out.